It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. When I first um, started out, I was excited about the whole idea of living my own life. Really was. After all, for 18 years, you exist in some sort of a bizarre commune, except you don't sing Kumbaya very often. Well, see, when you're a kid, you, your vote, you think you have a vote, it's actually considered a complaint. And complain too often, and you become a nuisance. If you decide to persist in being a nuisance, then you become a brat. Stay bratty, and in no time at all, somebody in a courtroom somewhere may call you incorrigible. When that happens, you end up going to another big house with even bigger guards. So... I, for one, was kind of thrilled to get away from my home. Family is not a solution. It's a training ground. But but the glee over the departure was quickly doused by the discovery that I was only allowed to do what I wanted if I could prove that I had enough money for myself. This is tricky. Talent has no voice without bucks. When talent has no voice, then we don't get to hear it. But talent has no bucks. If it's got no bucks, people say, it's far-fetched. Idealistic. Irresponsible. I received this knowledge in my heart that the, and I realized that the whole speech I heard in my youth from my parents and everybody was a well-rehearsed con job by parents all over the world who had heard it themselves, found out it was crap, and decided to get even with their children for being incorrigible by passing the myth along. I should have seen it coming. Because I, I knew all through my school days, there were teachers who would stand up before me and they'd say, now this is complicated. Furrowing their brow and looking very serious. They convinced me. They did that. They convinced me that life, work, career, politics, marriage were nearly just impossible. A, a, a piece of nirvana, as it were. As a result, I thought life was smart to be confused. 
in other words, I thought it that's how you really portrayed the fact that you were in the know was by being confused. It never occurred to me that if it's complicated, what you want is someone to make it simple and then dub that person smart. That's the that's the person who actually un, untied the paper clip and made it a straight piece of metal. Also, I was told by these complicated people that there was no one quite like me that I should go out there and the horizons and just be, just be yourself. See, that's the first line. Uh, are you are you listening to this? Be yourself. Let everyone know who you are and they will then love you for being that entity. And that was followed by the second lie right on its heels. There's only one of you. You can be yourself because there's only one of you. But listen, if there's only one of me, how in the hell am I supposed to mate? It takes two to tango, along with other interesting activities. Am I supposed to sit in the corner with my special self and just masturbate? No, I see. I quickly discovered that life's not complicated, and I'm also not unique. Of course, let me not forget the third lie. You know, there's three of them. The third lie thrown in there, thrown in there for good measure is, now listen, if you just be, if you, if you just be, be yourself, and there's only one of you, and then work hard enough, and everything will be all right. We say we just take, we take our young humans and tell them that life is very complicated. But go out there and be yourself. And if you do that real well and work hard, you're going to make it. There, there's, there's a prize at the end of the race just for you. Bullshit. Sometimes these lies, it's hard to recover from them. Matter of fact, it pushes some people into addiction. Other folks become white-collar criminals, and then there are those who skip the white-collar and go for crime in any shirt. See, you can't screw with people like this. There is an orderly nature in place in life. Matter of fact, some people refer to it as the natural order. That's a good name. I like it. It's an order, and it's natural, and it's an... Natural order. And it's not inflexible. It's not just a bunch of laws thrown down in your head. It doesn't chop your hand off if you steal like the Muslim Sharia law. But by the way, it also does not give you grace if you insist on being stupid. The natural order does two things. It, it kicks your ass or it leaves you alone. 
it kicks your ass or it leaves you alone. You probably can figure out which one's better. Do I need to go into that? It does not kick your ass because you're black, Hispanic, white, or female. It kicks your ass. It simply kicks your ass because you won't learn what Adam and Eve needed to learn. Forget Adam and Eve. How about Cleopatra? She had the same natural order, chasing her heels. Alexander the Great thought he was great. Didn't make any difference. The natural order said, it's Alexander the Common. Julius Caesar, Thomas Jefferson, Beyonce. It doesn't make any difference. The natural order has three requests of every human being. And if you study them, there's... A lot. There's actually a lot of room for individuality inside. Very simply, the three things are you have to you have to agree, you have to decide, and you have to choose. You have to agree, you have to decide, and you've got to choose. If you spend your life disagreeable, indecisive, and make no selections. You're not going to spend your life. It'll be snatched from you and you soon will be just as extinct as the mastodon. That's the hairy elephant, right? So I guess the first question you got to ask yourself, agree, we got to agree, but what are we agreeing about? For me, it's agree on what you love. You have to love something. You need to love someone. That love needs to be true. That love needs to be willing to stand firm. That love needs to be committed. It needs to be affectionate. It it needs to endure. What do you love? The world, the whole world is nuts because it changes lovers all the time. This is the person. Now that's the thing over there. Over here, come here, come here, come here. Promote this. Years and years and years ago, in a galaxy nearby, when I saw Star Wars, I did like it, but I, I, wasn't, I wasn't crazy about it. Still, the movie hung around. It stayed in the theaters for a long, long time. More and more people saw it, talked about it, went back and saw it a second, third time. And because of that, we started to love it. You, you know, you don't. Love at first sight. The only thing I can tell you that works is love at first bite. I've eaten some things immediately and was madly in love. But love at first sight is, you know, not necessarily true. We grow into it. I believe that's the only reason that Star Wars is still around today. If the original movie came out today, it would have two or three weeks of hype and then be gone. That's what we do now. We don't seem to love things very long. We lose our attraction. What keeps Mother Nature from slapping your face is agreeing on what you love. When you do that, you immediately begin to find other people who agree on the same things. 
I agree. I I love that too. We do you? Well, here's why. It feels good. Agreement is an amazing experience. We spend 90% of the time on television arguing, presenting arguments, presenting the concept that arguing is part of being a human. And, but nothing happens in our race if we don't agree. It just feels good. And it does not turn you into a cult of this group over here who feel their love for this. And, but it does let you know you can count on something. Otherwise, you get tricked. Oh, my God, I, we're all being tricked today. We're tricked into believing that everything is complicated. So don't think you're just going to stand up and figure it all out. Run! Sometimes it's just important to run from this crap. Run to the nearest exit, leave the building, and don't look back. Agree on what you love. The first thing I discovered I love This is, this is weird, probably. I love that I need to love people. It's a little different from just loving people. I, I wish I were so noble that I could say that universally I love people, but I do love the fact that I'm supposed to and I need to love people. I can't sit on my fat ass and criticize others and think that makes me something special. I... I am compelled to get along. The energy of the universe says get along with people or pay this horrible price of constantly worrying, constantly gossiping, constantly being nervous that you're going to get stabbed in the back. The universe screams to me to be the person who refuses to honk my horn when I'm caught off in traffic. I, I just love that I need to love people. Kind of similar. Secondly, I love the idea of a loving God. And I'm not, I'm not always sure that I need God. But I love the fact that if I do need him or I wonder about him, when I arrive for the meeting, he's going to be loving. I'm just going to tell you right now... Damn it, God does not get to be cranky. If you're in charge of the entire universe and you're calling shots, you're omniscient and omnipotent, you do not get to complain. You've got good reason to be loving. And I also love this, this, this one. I love that there's at least one other person in life on this planet who notices when I leave a room. Can anything be more intimate than that? When I leave a room, there's a change in the force for them. God, that feels wonderful. And I also want to be that to someone else. You see what I mean? Just those three things make me just soppy wet with good feeling instead of being hard as a rock pretending that I'm, you can't bring me down. Yeah, you can bring me down. But, you know, why do you want to? See, and that's not even considering what I decide. Shit. 
deciding what's important is knowing what, what you, when you run back into the house because it's burning, what should you get? What's important? Deciding what is important is knowing whether it's worth the time to actually argue about something. Deciding what's important enables you to know that there is actually something important. And this life is not a cosmic joke with no obvious punchline. So what's important to me? Right off the bat, I don't want to lie. I didn't say I don't lie. But lying is the shittiest shit of the ugliest shit beast. It's the worst insult in the world. It's the beginning of every sin. I don't want to act like it's needed. I don't want to give lying a cute name. When someone says, oh, I'm just telling a little white lie, I, I want to throw black paint on it. You know, you know, you know the, another thing that's important to me? I want to finish. That's important. I'm tired of starting things because because of that I begin to not start so many things and if if I get two step in, steps into something and it sucks and I know I'm not going to want to finish it I don't act all proud I drop it hey I'm dropping this just to finish just to put a period at the end of a sentence instead of all these question marks and ellipses dot 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 to be continued. Yeah, gee whiz. What a great thing you can say about somebody. But not that See him over there? He's a finisher. And it was kind of hard for me to pick the third one because the third thing is important because there's so much important crap out there. But for me, I think, for me, it's I want to become a giver instead of a taker. I want to have enough enough of everything that I always have one extra to give away because that's when I feel the most powerful. That's when I feel like a god of my own circumstances, when I have the ability to change events in another person's life just by giving him or her a dollar bill, a, a cup of coffee, a place in line, or even a goddamn smile. Yeah, that, see, that, that's good stuff. So I agree and I decide... And after I've gotten all those important values lined up and the natural order is going, the boy's listening. We seem to have his attention. It is then, and only then, that I can start choosing. Now I get a chance to be me. Because I've loved and because I've decided, I get to be me. See, don't be the dude who has no agreement on what he loves and can't decide on anything, but still wants to stomp his feet and protest on how he's being treated. I know what I love. I've decided what's important. Therefore, I can choose what I like. I like how it feels to lose weight, but I hate dieting. I like waking up in the middle of the night and for 10 minutes, staring into the darkness, feeling like I'm thinking with God. I like the burst of energy that tells me I'm not dying of cancer. I like the feeling right before an orgasm when you know the payoff is coming, but you slow it down just a little bit. 
I like kissing. And when it comes to kissing, I like to take it nice and slow. Give, give lips a chance to do their stuff before you pop the tongue. I like some people. I'm learning to like more. As I like more, more like me back. It's a good system. I like chicken, but don't put rosemary on it. I like teriyaki sauce on almost anything, including my hand. I often lick it off. There are so many things I like, and I'm allowed to like them. Do you hear that? I am allowed to like them, to have an opinion, because on really everlasting matters, I've already agreed to decide. Don't trust anyone who thinks things are complicated. Don't copy your complicate your life by thinking you can be yourself and don't work your ass off for nothing. Don't try to be yourself until you have a nice conversation with Mother Nature and she tells you about the natural order. And don't have that conversation with Mother Nature until you've agreed, decided, and therefore are worthy of choosing Oh, the good news is, the good news is life is not complicated. And the better news is, when you discover that, it's simply amazing. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.